0: I was less concerned about the the, the sexually transmitted diseases. And I was what? more concerned about the child. You're less I,
1: concerned about AIDS than you are about pregnancy. She would have
0: told me she had AIDS. Why would she tell you that and not a pregnancy? You, you don't are, think she would tell me ahead of time, hey, I have AIDS before having sex with me?
1: I don't understand why you think that she would hide a pregnancy from you. <laughs>
2: Maybe I should be worried about the AIDS now. No, 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 no.
0: I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times.
3: As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about
0: it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial.
1: And my son is a stand up comic, mime, and a Buddhist clown.
0: Together we chat about sex. Mother, why do we do that?
1: Why am I always answering that question? I
0: don't know. It's a nice little setup there. Well, because it's a fun thing to talk about. And that's not the right response. Why? Well, well, you know what else is fun to talk about? What? Mushrooms. I do like
1: to talk about mushrooms.
0: <laughs> but we're not talking about, we don't have a podcast we're gonna about have a,
1: We're going to have an episode about
0: mushrooms. Okay. That's our newest obsession. But what? no, the reason we do this is because we're trying to reduce the stigma, the shame associated with sex in hopes that it will eliminate and and reduce sexual abuse, whatever. And then also increase people's knowledge of sex so they can better pleasure each other. I thought it's also to have fun. And to have fun. You're always obsessed with having fun. Life is about having fun. All right. Well, guess what? This is a very fun episode for you guys. It totally is fun for us too. Every year we do a... I look back on the wonderful year before that we had, and it's a very therapeutic experience. And we we realize that our favorite interviews, you know, the awkward moments we've had, the fun moments we've had, the emotional moments we've had, and we collect the top ten that we share to, for you. The top ten most memorable podcast events. That is correct. So here it is of 2018. This spectacular. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy. We had a fucking blast going through this. Um, yeah. So, But bef- before then, yes. I know you're going to get to this. I want to get to
1: this. Hit it. We have a Patreon page. And <laughs> Patrons is where you guys can support us. And we give you bonus content. Stuff that's not on our podcast on iTunes or anything like that. It's bonus content on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Mom and what's wonderful is we get to really interact closely with our
0: patrons and we're we're trying to foster a little community there and we wanted to thank all the people that are part of this community that make this this whole podcast possible it literally pays for our hosting services it pays for our website so it's only it's it, i mean it's this is the financial support we need and so i wanted to name our active patrons da, 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 da. thank you aaron Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Donald. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, Jessica. Mom? It's a lot of thank yous. Are you going to get in here or are you going to just be oh, I'm letting continue me continue thank to everyone? Thank.
1: And thank you, Jim and Jonathan and Kevin and Legion and Lindsay, Matt, Mackenzie, Monica, Paul,
0: and Robert. And TJ. Oh, and of course, we could not forget TJ. Thank you guys for making this possible. I also want to thank everyone who has supported us by leaving us an iTunes review. Oh, I love those. Because that directly helps us get really cool guests because they they look on our our podcast page and they're like, oh, these people have 339 reviews and it must mean people are listening to them.
1: Right. And I might mention that even if you don't listen on iTunes, you could still leave, leave a review there.
0: Okay. So I wanted to read one that I particularly like that just came through. You ready? I'm ready. The subject line is down to earth five stars. By Wolverine 565. Maybe an X-Men fan. This person says, It is hard to find people that have caring for others and common sense. Both of you actually care and are supportive of others without alternative reasons. I especially like how protective the mom is. Most people these days only care for themselves and what others can do for them. You all make me feel better about the world and hope that there are decent humans that my kids will eventually befriend. For example, my son was made fun of in high school for being a gentleman and treating ladies like ladies. You give me faith that there are, other, there are more people like my son in this world that will make the world better. Thank you and keep up the hard work.
1: Oh my God. I have, once again, shivers for Wolverine. <laughs> that was Are so- you tearing up? I'm getting a little a little clipped Yeah, that was yeah. an
0: extremely sweet review. I like
1: the way he said uh, the protective mom. How do you know this is a he? Wolverine talking about his son. Yeah, a so
0: female Wolverine maybe. All right, it's interesting. Anyway, I, I'm glad you're right. that could you're, you have a Wolverine, I'm very happy that you have a, a good son Um, and I, I thank you for the kind words.
1: We really appreciate it. Thank you and please don't
0: hesitate to write in your iTunes reviews. Yep. You can also contact us um anytime at our hotline which is yes text mom you can text us there or you can give us a voicemail we'll play it on our monday morning after show
1: we've had some very funny ones lately too
0: so now without further ado i think we need to jump right in here yes wait can i say one more thing okay we were doing a little giveaway um for our patrons where we were giving everyone stickers oh right That then have the mom cougar (laughs) <laughs> illustration on it that is bomb ass dank Wait, yes. what?
1: it's just not it's not the mom cougar oh,
0: and the mom cougar uh, mime i yeah. wanted to say mime cougar. i know
1: mom cougar sounds like it was only of me it's not it's a both of us it's
0: an illustration it's a caricature uh that was done for us and we made stickers out of them they're freaking dope uh we're sending it out to our patrons and if you would like one of your own go to sextalkwithmymom.com and you can buy it on our merch tab. Okay, Along with t-shirts. It's with the same logo. Hell yeah. All right. Let's jump into this wonderful episode that we have ahead. Can I get a drum roll, please? Yes. Da, 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 da. So the first episode that we're pulling from... By the way, we're basically going to play like three-minute clips to give you a little tease of what these episodes are all about. If you want to go back and listen to them, just go back into the archives. We'll, we'll give you the name and the number right now. So this one comes from episode 125, called I Showed My Mom My Dick Clone. Now, you might be wondering, what, how, what does that even mean? Oh, God. Well, we were sponsored by a company called Clone-A-Willie, which, by the way, we're still sponsored by. So if you go to cloneawilly.com and enter promo code MOM, you'll get 20% off your order. But what they do is they create these do-it-yourself molding kits to make a silicone replica of your penis or vulva or whatever. So they sent it to us, and we decided, well, we got to make these of our our own genitalia.
1: Well, you forgot to mention there's a clone of pussy.
0: You have a clone of pussy. I have a clone of Willie. Right. This is usually a two-person job. So you you did yours with your boyfriend, Deez. Yes. And what you're about to hear is the recording of that interchange followed by the, the concoction that my brother and I created.
1: Right. And you'll hear in the middle some laughing and that's because we narrated our own reactions. So it's a little confusing, but I think you guys will get the idea. Here we go. We're both kind of my went. hand stuck to your vagina. <laughs> 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 I tell you, the process was a lot more fun. The hand in front is going to be on there. <laughs> oh my it's god! On my finger fingering the vagina. <laughs> okay, okay, this is
0: getting really fucking gross. We have to edit some of this out, yeah, okay. we're going to edit this out. That's yeah. fucking disgusting. That, well, he was off his meds at this point.
1: Okay. No, it's only been like a minute. Do you think it's ready? No, Karen sitting there
4: holding this cup my vagina. <laughs> It's a, just a cup? It, it, it
1: it's, it's a, not a it's like a scooper. All right, I think we can start pulling it off gently. I what do you think? because so. you still think it's What it's the still, hell? What? It's definitely been 2 minutes gently. at this point. I know. ready? No. <laughs> no. <Nope>. What? <laughs> One more minute. What the hell? <laughs> I know. It was a, It's it. A 2 to 3 minutes.
5: We're going for 3? <laughs> you like 2 it. minutes but I'm going for
1: three. It's, he was a perfect mold. <laughs> he did. He, when it comes to cooking, he's this not a slacker. pretty fun. I, I recommend this is, is a, a little little, uh, family entertainment. <laughs> family fun on a Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's ready. It may stick permanently to me if we don't do this. Okay, I'll ready? Here we go. Oh, look at that beautiful piece of art. It's a beautiful hey, piece of art. I gotta say, it is a damn beautiful-looking vagina. All right. <laughs> now it says we gotta put silicone on it. Actually,
5: that's a beautiful-looking vagina. Thank
1: you. You are
5: He's really nice.
1: good at making clone pussies. Found my calling.
0: So that sounded like a pretty painless process. It was... Not only painless, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, it, it did sound... You, you guys sounded like you were having a blast. We
1: were having fun, and it's... it's I think it's all, not about the end goal. It's more about the process that I enjoyed. Yeah,
0: the journey. I had a bit of a different experience. <laughs> I think the, peen, the clone of Willie is a little more intricate than the clone of Pussy. Intricate in what way? Well, you you know, you kind of have to be... You add an, another variable when you have to be hard <laughs> in order to... Cre- while <laughs> creating this thing.
1: Yeah, so I didn't have to worry about that. That was not a concern.
0: So uh, as you might have heard, you know, mixing all this stuff is is definitely, it requires your attention, but also remaining hard requires your attention. So this is a two-person job. Unfortunately, I don't have any, uh, you know, any women in my life to help me with this process. Uh, so uh, I had to ask the only person who was around at 11 o'clock at night on a Monday. Your roommate? My roommate, who is also my brother, Gerald. <laughs> Uh, Gerald had to help me mix a concoction. Um, so uh, here's here's it had our it's to
1: be the most humorous hilarious thing ever. Well here we go.
0: I got erect. I marked the tube at the cutoff point. My brother is currently helping me quickly mix the concoction so I can put my dick in it. Uh, unfortunately this is what I'm doing. Gerald, <laughs> do you think that this do you think that
6: this is a sizable penis? I have no comment on that.
0: <laughs> I was showing him the tube, by the is way, it, not my actual penis. Is it penis.
6: shameful? I, I'm gonna let your future. Love is it? No, but is it shameful? I have no interest in, in judging the length of your penis.
0: Just tell me. I am not sure what you want me to say. Oh my god! I don't know what why you. Said that why was back. he elected? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you hear what I said? No! Hold on, I'll rewind. I want you to say that it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Right. Oh God! It's not that bad. That mm-hmm. is that what glowing review of oh, my cock size? I like.
1: I have no interest in judging the length of your penis. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know this whole uh, experience. What while I can imagine be very enjoyable with a partner was um, it put me in my head a little bit with my brother around. <laughs> I wonder why how many people do that, but it was, it, it is a process
1: making it together is the, is the fun part. And it's also the humorous part, but it can be very stressful. As you said, someone, one of our listeners actually wrote in after that episode and said, maybe try taking a Viagra first.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Um, I, I uh, as a follow-up to this episode, you know, the whole following week, I was very in my head about the size, shape, and, and you know, condition condition of my penis. Uh, I had convinced myself that uh, it there was a bit more curvature than oh, I remember that I was expecting, uh, or that I thought was normal. So I ended up calling our favorite uh, urologist.
1: Doesn't everybody?
0: The show's urologist, Dr. Joel, and uh, we decided to include. His responses to part of our top 10 episodes Because it was just hilarious Also, you had no clue I was doing this
1: I had no clue, but it was Okay, let's
0: just play it Okay, it's from episode 126 Is my dick normal, question mark? A Monday morning after show So, I'm looking at my dick And it raised a lot of questions for me And I wanted to see if you can give me some answers About what a normal penis is supposed to look like Okay so the first thing that stood I out to circumcised
2: me circumcised
0: normal penis? <laughs> yes, yeah, circumcised. I'm circumcised normal penis. Circumcised. Okay. A, a very Jewish, an average Jewish looking penis. Okay. So my my real okay, so my first initial reaction to seeing my own vibrator mold was wondering about the size of the penis and what is the average size of the penis and whether I fit into this average range.
2: Average is Six inches.
0: Fuck.
1: (laughs) Wait, you called him up? You asked him a question, then he tells you the answer, and you go, fuck?
0: Yeah, the doctor. (laughs) I told my doctor, fuck.
1: He's not even your doctor.
0: He's He's my friend. Yeah, he's your friend who happens to be a urologist. Oh, my God. Keep going. (laughs) Correct. I'm a little below that. Just slightly
2: yeah it's within the range of average you know i mean there's always a there's always a curve you what? know standard deviation you're within a standard deviation
0: okay, I'm within a standard deviation
2: so All right we say you know like five to seven inches
0: is i'm average. def- I'm definitely in that range. the vibrator is very small because I had to make it with the help of my brother, which really was was challenging oh, oh
2: my god. <laughs> That's an image I don't want in my head. Okay. I spooked
0: the urologist. Oh, my God. He was not
1: expecting you know, me to say I made it with my brother. Can you imagine? He probably sees hundreds, maybe thousands of patients, and you probably have stumped him more than any patient he's ever. I was
0: teaching him about Kelowna, Willie.
1: You was were teaching him, and you were stumping him. I mean, he didn't Stumper. know. He's talking standard deviations. You're going fuck. I I, do,
0: I am within a standard. I, I'm sure our listeners think I have the smallest little dick boy. And and to well, be that's going,
1: why we want them to go to the actual episode and hear the whole thing. Don't give a spoiler alert.
0: I'm just saying. We, you know, I I'm only just you know maybe maybe when I'm all right. I'm not gonna fucking qualify. Don't I'm qualify. I'm proud of my penis. My normal penis okay but i love when he goes at the end he goes and this is not to shame anyone who doesn't have oh god we're not talking penis penis size again jesus all right okay i do
1: like at the end when he goes that's an image i just don't want to have in my head you you (laughs) and your brother together
0: making a a Kelowna woolly mold of your penis (laughs) (laughs) i love i just call him up out of the blue okay the next episode in our top 10 is perhaps my favorite All time,
1: you always say that. No, no, no. Every episode is your favorite. uh, This
0: one made me it. It really made me think about sex in a completely different way.
1: And why is that?
0: I never really thought too much about anal, anal, especially anal for men. Anal is the new black, baby. And we had the pleasure mechanics on our show, Uh specifically on this episode called Episode One Twenty One: Intro to Anal Play with the Pleasure Mechanics. And these are partners in love who host the podcast called Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. They're incredible. They're part of Pleasure Podcasts, which is a great collective that I created. Okay. okay a little plug All for pleasure. All these plugs. So <laughs> it, it, basically, they came on the show and they educated me as to- They educated us. Us. You were and, learning by And you, the listeners. About- um,
1: Anal, 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 anal.
0: Anal. Yeah. It's uh and, and why men shouldn't be ashamed about wanting to experience a little anal play or women for that matter or women and why it would be pleasurable. This is one of they our most the popular tips. episodes, they, by the way, because people. they give us incredible tips on how, if you want to start playing with the anus, how to do that.
1: <laughs>
7: it's okay. incredible. So all right, let's go here's to the a little anal clip episode. from the
0: pleasure mechanics.
7: You've never had your prostate played with? Oh, speaking is- of that. <laughs> Funny that you bring that up, uh, we're gonna I, get
1: back to this in a minute, okay? <laughs> just remember yes, that you
7: can't be a seasoned sex podcaster and come not talk prostate. T- 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 <laughs> t- t- wait, wait, you gotta hear
0: this. Mm. So, I've been doing a lot of research for our collective about uh-huh. different yeah. sex toys and, and mm. you're, you're talking to different manufacturers, and I've come across male prostate massagers, yes. And I'm yes. like, what the hell are these things? Mm. <laughs> They're not talked about then I start reading, there's like the, the orgasm that you can achieve with a male prostate I guess a prostate massager, because mm. only men have prostates, that are, is going to be... Well, th- no, is that not true? Well, some people call the G-spot area the female prostate. Right, it's right, the same yeah. He's saying- anatomy, but yeah. Totally. Yeah. So it's, apparently the, the orgasm is supposed to be three to 10 times more pleasure-some or powerful than just a normal or, like yeah. penis yeah. orgasm or whatever. So. This is because you're stimulating the whole pelvis because the penis goes deep into the body. So when you are stimulating all that area, you're actually getting the whole penis. The rest of the time, you're only getting part of the penis because you're just focusing on what's outside is one piece of it. Just the stalk is the penis and that's it. There's the whole thing. I
7: know. There's so much more. Isn't it so exciting? It's the tip of the iceberg. It is. That's exactly. And the same with the clitoris. It is the tip of the iceberg. It's like there's so much more erectile tissue inside the body, which
0: is why we need lots of foreplay and warm up because it takes most women twenty to thirty minutes to actually warm up all of the erectile tissue inside their body before it so it to get fully engorged, to get turned on. So if you're having sex without Without that, then it's just not going to feel as good. It's because you're not erect. So imagine having having sex without having an erect
7: penis. That's what yeah. a lot of women are having sex, Whoa. right? And then we're wondering why it doesn't feel so good. Twenty to thirty good.
1: minutes, women. Did you hear that? Twenty foreplay. to thirty yeah. minutes of you know, foreplay. like exact, yeah. Unimaginable.
0: You what you just said. Yes, of
1: course. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> this the
0: most amazing concept I've heard in a long time. Why? I always
1: say that the clit is a mini penis.
7: Yeah. yeah it but is you, but no.
0: you never. I never thought of that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's. It's like having sex with a, an, an, an erection. Ear, yeah. A lack
7: of erection. Oh my God. And this is a again, where men have been sold short, right? The narrative we have about male sexuality is so limited. And because of a lot of homophobia Mm -hmm. and trying to keep men as real men and this toxic masculinity culture, we deny men the full experience of their sexuality we cut them off from the anus completely and make mm-hmm. all sorts of humor are you humor blaming women for this or there's a culture in mm-hmm. no, i'm blaming culture yeah. totally um, more, more
0: men more other men
7: i think
1: yeah, than other Matt, women in that including but, my boyfriend i mean i asked him recently if he would use a, a dildo in his prostate and he said fuck no and that's right. because. As if, like, what does it mean about him? You know, right. It means that, yes, yeah. that's what he was concerned about. Yeah. I'm sure. I didn't mean go any further. I just text him that. That's a text,
7: the normal But even again, send the images men. we have of, like, going to a dildo, like, a dildo is not a great tool for stimulating the prostate. What's much better is a finger. Really? Right? And Your own or someone else's. Your own My or own? someone else's. Oh, wow. Sure. Wait, you a can even of, reach. Yeah. So wait, a lot could, of guys yeah. start with prostate reach. masturbation long before they ever get up the courage to ask their partner for it. A lot of the pleasure is just external. And this is men and women, all genders. Um, yeah, I agree The Yeah,
1: I, I think that's one. When you ask yeah. me if I like anal, I like anal play more than I like yeah. the actual dick and the yeah. ass thing. Yeah.
7: <laughs> and to me, that counts as anal sex. If you're going down on someone and you can create extra sensation with anal massage, why not? And a lot of people never want penetration. But then one finger of penetration is much different than pegging or full anal intercourse. And we need to have this whole menu of options open for us and have the skills to do it well.
0: In a follow-up to this discussion that we had with the Pleasure Mechanics, I received an email from from Chris, the host, one of the hosts, asking if uh, she thinks it would be a fun idea if, (laughs) when she comes in town next if she could give me a prostate massage and I will discuss it on the show. And what are you going to do?
1: I might take her up on that offer. Oh, my God. Listeners, hey. She's hold, a professional
0: hold, masseuse. Hold Cam accountable for
1: that statement. Listeners. Oh, my
0: God. Call in
1: at Yes Text Mom. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on it, whether or not he should go with that.
0: It would be such an intense experience to
1: have her stick her finger right up your butt and massage your prostate yeah there's gonna be a it.
0: lot of preparation a lot of lube
1: but let's just talk about a little bit about what you you know what i thought was interesting and i never even realized it i don't even know if i realized it until just now what she was saying it's it's actual um erectile tissue that is in the woman's uh, that that the woman's g-spot is it's an in other words it's a female prostate
0: that's exactly right that's which why is so my mind interesting being fucking blown in this goddamn interview oh i wasn't getting that <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they were dropping dropping fucking truth bombs left and right. Yeah,
1: 20 to 30 minutes before a woman is fully erect, basically. Uh, it's
0: unbelievable. She I love these two. Go
1: to listen to this episode, people. That's that one, one of our the, most famous popular episodes. Yeah,
0: because probably the most pop- popular question that we've received. We always get this. And is, there's other ones that are probably equal, like uh, how to spice up your sex life. But uh, a, a very popular one is, how do I tell my partner that I want anal? Yeah, Something along these lines. Yeah, yeah. Is so, it weird that I want anal? Yeah. These types of things.
1: Is it w- weird that you want uh, Chris to stick her finger up your...
0: Butthole. I'm moving right along. All right. Moving to the next episode, which is called episode 111, Aziz Sari, Our Family Roundtable. I loved it. So this is when um, the Aziz Ansari story broke, which for those who are just catching up, in a nutshell, Aziz had a sexual encounter with someone younger than him and she like i don't months,
1: think the age was really the issue as much as it uh, was just he it made he a bu-
0: little bit of a predatory field yeah, gave yeah. a little anyway well, i guess go the back age into is not that it, important it, yeah. anyway basically the the bigger issue was that she felt pressured to have uh, sexual relations with him and, and uh he basically was kind of caught off guard he was
1: relentless he just kept pushing and pushing and pushing right and it was a big article and i forgot what magazine or it was like uh, some blog yeah, b- babe yeah, something yeah, yeah.
0: Right. anyway we decided to have a family round table about this so we brought on my brother and sister so you had all three of karen lee's children in the room and we all had different perspectives on on this situation and some surprises. Some were expected.
1: But you'll get a chance to hear all four of us talking very candidly, and I think you'll really appreciate it. You know Cam and I very well in our voices, but you don't know the other two, so this is your opportunity. It's awesome that this discussion is going to empower women now to get up and leave if they feel uncomfortable. I think that's my takeaway because... This woman surely did not realize that she could have gotten up and left and not give a shit if he was upset with her. What? Who cared if he was upset? Who cares if he didn't give her? If 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 he had blue balls or or ended up like you know, um, being angry at her. You know, I and I've been in those situations. I got to be honest. I've been in situations where I have felt pressured, and you know, and sometimes I would do more than I probably should have done. But the other point is that. There's a lot of times that I got up and left. I mean, I don't understand why she didn't get up and leave. It just really baffles me.:
0: Okay. I, I think that response is letting guys off the hook too much. Like because I've been in situations I, I've been in situations where I've had women who are way more aggressive than I wanted them to be. So what happened? And I fucking stayed there because I was like, oh, yeah. I don't want to be a fucking prude pussy right, and, and like right. leave and you know. Th- and I think as a guy, you're also pre- like you should. You're constantly under the assumption like, oh, I should like this. I should be totally fucking into his, taking this as far as possible. So I've been, I've felt that, but I've also felt I've been with girls who are like, let's take it slower than I wanted to take. And I was like, oh, it, of course, like, of course I wouldn't fucking uh, push. You, you to do anything you wouldn't and he says like yeah let's not, it's only fun if we're both into it. as he says we're it's only fun if we're both into it but then just stop fucking taking her, if, if a girl is taking your hand her hand away from your dick stop putting her, her hand on your dick and if, if a girl says yo let's not have set like let's not do this uh, because it's gonna, it, I don't want to feel forced because it's going to make me hate you, then don't like point at your dick and say suck my dick. That's or like suggest that you suck her dick. I yeah, think that, that was, seems
2: like, like a pretty clear verbal cue. I think if you ask a hundred guys, ninety nine would say that's a no from her.
1: Yeah, but the point is just that he never that that she never did say no. Why didn't she say no? I don't understand.
2: I don't understand why you're parsing her semantics. She said no by saying. I don't want to have sex because it will make me hate you. If we have sex, I will hate you.
6: I will say that I agree. I agree that it's. It, in, if I were in a situation, I would have. I would have backed out way further, like way yeah. earlier, like yeah, I way, taught, way, 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 way. Taught earlier. both my boys right. Uh, I, I I personally don't feel like that's the way I would go about a situation like that. But at the end of the day, she did participate willingly in sexual acts that could potentially lead a man like Aziz or other men like that to believe that despite her her ambivalence she could be interested i mean at the end of the day she did you know put his dick put, put his dick in her mouth like yeah
1: i mean what is that, is that is she, so that's is, that's, is that's, she that's the part reader. that
6: confuses me because on one hand yeah i understand the pressures i understand that he was a fucking lunatic the way he was you know going at this like but uh, you know, you get caught up in the moment, and sometimes you don't th- see things so clearly. And you know, th- you like like we're saying, we're hearing this all from her perspective. Who knows? Who knows how clear she actually was?
1: What's so cool about that to me is that we all had very differing perspectives, some more than others, and yet we were able to respectfully have a, a good heart-to-heart discussion.
0: Yeah, I think it's important also to mention that the the controversy. Was a bit more nuanced. Uh, It wasn't just like, oh, Aziz kind of uh, molested this woman despite her pleas against him. It was, it was a little more. It was trickier to suss out because, uh, you you know, she was kind of sending him mixed messages. The, you know, the 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 writing was a bit off. So that's why. Just this little clip might give you the impression that it was a clear cut matter, but. We actually had a very nice discussion, just because it was so it was it was more complex.
1: Yeah, it's worthwhile to go back and listen to the discussion because at the time also it was right in the heat of the Me Too movement. It's you know a little bit different, I think, at this point in time. But it would be interesting to see and hear what everybody else's perspectives are. Um, you know, six months or however many months later.
0: So, because we're so up to date and current, yes, we had another interview that we really loved. Uh, which is called Episode 115, Virtual Reality Porn with Tech Pioneer slash Porn Star Ella Darling. So Ella Darling is incredible. Oh and, God, I, one of my faves. I met her at the AVN Awards in 2018. Doesn't everyone? I, Listen not you just
1: throwing it out there. Oh, I just met her at the AVN Awards. I've come a long way. Like a lot of guys just, just happen to meet people at the <laughs> AVN Awards that are porn stars that turn into virtual reality entrepreneurs.
0: Yeah, so she... she um, she basically helps run a VR company that is—it's the—it's one of the first VR cam companies, cam
1: girl companies, right? So, so you, in other words, you know, cam girls for those of you who aren't. Knowledgeable about what those are you're just assuming everyone knows what a cam girl is, even a lot of people don't even know what that means. So, explain what that is. You're the authority now, Mr. AVN Awards.
0: Okay, well, basically, a cam girl is, is have you ever
1: gone online? And, and,
0: and, and I've seen them, I, I don't really watch them though. You never actually paid money, no, no definitely you're way not. too cheap to pay money for yes. a cam girl. <laughs> so, basically, it's anyone can can sign up to be a cam girl, and we've interviewed you, cam girls. You create your own chat room, the, the people watching have tokens that they can then give and they can give to you kind of like it's like a virtual strip club almost um but it's it's uh definitely more uh it, it's it's more complex than that because people have, that we've interviewed have said that when they're camming it's actually creating a, a human connection with the people watching so they'll play, play games with them whatnot it's not necessarily just Sex. a voyeuristic like taking off their clothes type things and masturbating and masturbating that's nowadays yeah. so but what's
1: so, cool about what ella does is that she is makes com- oh my god
0: she's she- combining this with virtual reality
1: plus the fact that she was a librarian
0: she used to be a librarian anyway she's really she is the at the forefront of this entire movement of cam and virtual reality so I hope you guys enjoy.
4: So it's 3D, so it's stereoscopic, Mm -hmm. um, and it's 360. So we create... uh, Basically, we take a big picture of the room that the performer's in, and then we live broadcast a smaller video portion on top of it. So you feel like you're in her bedroom with her, but the bandwidth being used is just to live broadcast the performer herself, or themself, I should say.
0: Wild. And this is all proprietary technology that you came up with um, you and your business partner
4: it's largely proprietary um and we're the only live vr cam site uh available right now told you she's got a big brain
0: this is this is so wild to me because it at the, i, I talked about this in the avn episode that we that we did recently but i was blown away by how the main sponsors of the event were cam websites
4: oh yeah it, um it seems what, like what's th- going to happen to porn um has to adopt or adapt you know uh when i first started coming to avn about seven years ago everywhere you looked it was producers directors production studios dvds for sale everywhere there were a lot more tables right and now most of the real estate is taken up by cam sites or by a few really really large conglomerate uh porn production companies
1: you know even as a woman i have to say if i'm going to watch porn I don't like that fake, like, you know, here comes the pizza man, you know, have sex. I like, if I'm gonna watch it, like the real more like casting couch, where I feel like this guy is actually like, I mean, I'm sure that's probably bullshit too, but it feels more real when he's interviewing these women to be future porn stars.
4: Right. This is something that I find really interesting because there's this whole like movement to create porn for women. And usually that means, you know, softer, softer focus and more story and less hardcore. And that's bullshit. Women like hardcore, kinky, fucked up porn just as much as men do. It's just- High five, I'm not alone. (laughs) Women want authenticity, (laughs) right? Because as women, I can tell when you're like three inches away from her clit and she's pretending that you're driving her to the throes of ecstasy, like- You know it's fake. Yeah, and I know that she's not comfortable now and i don't get off on seeing other women be uncomfortable with men sexually especially so what women tend to really want from their porn is is realistic authenticity in terms of the way that bodies are being stimulated and you know scenarios that feel like they might actually happen and the casting class yeah the casting it is bullshit like it's all we're all tested damn
1: you blew it for me we
4: have to get tested at least 24 hours in advance you have to get tested every two weeks you have to sign waivers but it just seems like it's real like at the time
1: like they're saying the stuff that it maybe it's like they have to get tested and maybe they know they're going to end up having sex mm-hmm. but at the time that they're filming it it still seems like there's a realistic element to what it What is oh, casting couch oh oh honey <laughs> oh honey, oh
4: honey. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Um, oh honey
1: she just said oh honey to it's camp. a <laughs>
4: it's a like um, at this point, it's a very recognizable uh, set where there's like a black leather couch on in front of a shitty white wall and it's supposed to look very raw and it's supposed to be a little bit coercive and sort of like the producers taking advantage of the performer. Like, oh, so you want to do porn or you want to be a star or whatever. Now you got to like suck my dick or fuck me or let me do a little blah, blah, blah.
1: You're into this? I love that shit. Really? Yeah. Oh my God.
4: It turns me <laughs> on. I, even though... I, it, it, like you said, I know
1: nothing's gonna happen bad, you know, and and it's never. I've never watched one where the person is like, I hated this, this was the worst experience. They're usually like, Wow, that was so awesome, you know. So right. Right. I, I don't know. It, it always feels like there's an element of danger to it, but it doesn't. You know, it's not gonna be dangerous.
4: Well, this is the thing that I really like about porn. You can watch these experiences that look very tantalizing and look kind of risky and look uh, extreme even, but you know that it's all going on between consenting adults. So even if you're watching a porn where it's like, no, don't do that to me. No, no, no. You know that all of that has been negotiated, Mm -hmm. that the people are being uh, compensated, that everybody is consenting, that there's lots of paperwork that there's at least two forms of id being present so you know they're not minors there's this weird idea that like a lot of porn is made by people who don't consent to it which is so much bullshit because there are so many people willing and able and excited to do porn and ready to do it that we don't need by to. evidence
1: of what they say on the casting couch they put the disclaimer at the beginning saying all the events here are, um that this girl thinks she's going to be the next porn star but we all know that this is fake so if that isn't validating i don't know what is you know, women like kinky fucked up porn just as much as men. Gotta love that.
0: <laughs> I love that. That was the takeaway from this That's whole interview away. that, that you are not alone and wanting weird alone. shit.
1: And I love the way she describes like what's happening to porn these days and that uh, you can learn a lot, you know, about people's porn preferences. I just, I loved everything that she talked about.
0: She's a genius. And I hope you guys enjoy that futuristic episode with Ella Darling uh, in the next episode, we have a very funny comedian that came on the show. He basically, he he became very popular on Vine when that was a thing. And now he's a big Instagrammer. And stand-up comic. And he's absolutely hysterical. His name is Rye Dune. We had him on our podcast. We went on his podcast, uh, which is called I'm Sorry, Dad. Just check that out. It's very funny. He does that with a partner. And so this one is, this episode is called... Episode 149, Choking with Rai Dune, the I'm Sorry Dad podcast. And in this little clip, we chat about his def- deflowering story. His virginity story. That's so when funny. you lost
1: your virginity, did you go and tell them? No, no.
8: <laughs> but unfortunately, a lot of people knew because I did it uh, right outside of, a party that my sister was at. What? Yeah, I lost my virginity in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To a wolf? Yeah, uh, might a as well. Wolf. A
0: wolf. A wolf. A wolf. A wolf. I was <laughs> wolf.
8: thinking
1: multiple wolves. <laughs> no. A wolf.
8: Never had a threesome or group sex.
0: Yeah, neither did I. So There's what... still time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> how did you How did you find yourself in the wilderness?
8: All right. So I was, uh, I think, 17 years old in my hometown. Uh, and it was like kind of a summer town, sailing town. Uh-huh. There was a summer girl visiting, and I was in a band at the time. She didn't know how dorky I was and how... <laughs> not uncool i was because <laughs> she was just visiting
1: she saw this cool band guy. yeah
8: she's like oh cool band even though i play the saxophone which isn't that cool
7: no no <laughs> no no, 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 no. that's the
1: best. that women are so turned on by sax players
8: maybe women but teenage girls they want the drummers and guitarists all oh, right okay all right. Oh, all, right. <laughs> all, right. all right all right not all the right. band geek <laughs> <Yeah>. trust me <laughs> yep so we're outside at this party she just starts making out with me and her breath tastes like menthol cigarettes, which is what she smoked. But I was like, screw it. I never get girls.
1: Wait, you did not like the menthol taste? of?
8: No, no. I thought it was gross. I
1: used to smoke menthol cigarettes. Back in gross, the day. Gross, bro. Back in
8: the day. gross, too, I guess. <laughs> it's all right. Um, and then, without getting too graphic, well, I, I talked about this on a TV show. We're out in the yard. She starts sucking my dick. And I'm like, whoa, I guess... Pornos are real. (laughs) (laughs) And she even said, as she unzipped my fly, she was like, I want this. Was was she she
1: your age?
8: Yeah. Just very sexually advanced and damaged, maybe? I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let's not judge her because she was having a little fun in the woods, okay?
8: It's true. But then one of my friends saw it happening, and I was like, oh, fuck, all right, we need to go away. So we went across the street into the woods. Uh, (laughs) We banged for a little bit. And I came back to the party. Everyone's like, Rye, where have you been? And like, my sister's there, too. And I'm oh like, nowhere. God. I wasn't anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was humiliating. And I, was, I felt so ashamed, too. I went home and took a uh, guilt shower, just like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Oh,
1: oh my God. God. I didn't even know that was a thing. I did that once. But three times in a row, I showered because it was, it's, what is that? You want to wipe it off of you? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think but so. The, it was, I'm guessing that it was not all that pleasurable for her in the sense of she did not come.
8: I don't think she
0: did. No. <laughs> Where, where's the guilt coming from or the shame coming from?
8: I wanted to be in love when I mm. lost my virginity.
0: Is this a religious thing or just like a parents? Or I think it was partly s- social.
8: Partly religious, mostly sh- social. And I was uncomfortable with the whole thing. Like, I'm pretty sure my sister knew it was happening at the time. It was like almost like public sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not
1: really. And now, how'd you feel looking back if you were in the same position?
0: I think it's a funny story. What do you think, ma'am? You think that's a funny story?
1: I think he is just a funny character and everything in this podcast episode was hilarious.
0: I think this is this hits your sense of humor button right on the, the Why? Head. Well, not only have you said that so many times, but I think you like that self-deprecating stuff. You're
1: right. Yeah. You're right. I like that that way he says stuff like she was sexually advanced and damaged you know things and then that is that self-deprecating well, that's actually deprecating against her right but he's saying that it's perfect for him and and she didn't know how dorky i was and even when you said well you played this, this sax he was, yeah but is it really the good yeah. drummers and guitar i mean he's just his funny. delivery is incredible his anyway
0: delivery.
1: he said porn is real
0: let let's <laughs> let's jump to the next episode aside from my love for rai go on this goes to our favorite widow of all Oh well, that's not Mich- nice. Why I'm I'm widow as well. You're my favorite widow as well. <laughs> All right, so this is from Michelle Miller. She she's an author and she's fostered this whole community of widows. Yeah, she's to,
1: amazing what she's done on Facebook, and if you should check her out on Facebook because she's got a big community of widows yeah, and widowers to,
0: to to help women and right, men and, and men after they've they've lost a spouse. And she comes on our show. This episode is called E One Five Four Horny Widows featuring Michelle Miller. And you know it's fascinating how her sex life is was so entwined with uh, her widowing. Yeah, and, yeah. You'll find out more in this episode, but check check this out.
3: When did you write these books? So the first book, Boys, Booze, and Bathroom Floors, is actually my diary. So as soon as he died, I just started having sex with everybody. That sounds um, <laughs> it sounds familiar.
1: But you know what? Let's go. Let's can we start with that because I, I've always talked about this nine eleven syndrome with the, mm-hmm. how widows. Uh, need to feel alive again. That's how I felt. I needed to feel alive again. And it wasn't like I was having sex to have a relationship with someone. It was a different type of need to having sex. Right. Well, sex is the opposite
3: of death. I mean, there's so much to sex. It's not just sex. Um, after a loss, and it's very common too, I have to say with every widow I've mm-hmm. ever met, mm-hmm. not that all of them are promiscuous after, but it's, it's a lot more common than we think. Um, it's about regaining power back. Okay. Um, you lose that's, a lot of power whenever your that's, spouse that's true, dies. True. Um, yeah. It is also about finding out who you are. So when your spouse dies or when someone close to you, a child dies, a sibling, you die too. You really do. And you have to reinvent yourself. You have to say, who am I? And what do I like? What do I want? And part of that is sex and dating. Mm -hmm. And who you were before is gone. You have to mourn that loss simultaneously with your spouse, your social life, your health, all kinds of things. And sex is a natural extension of that. Not to mention the physiological things going on in the brain with trauma and heightened libido, which nobody else talks about either.
1: Right. I mean,
3: the 9-11 widows were, they were fucking like bunnies. Yeah. yeah. And spending a lot of money too. I mean, shopping, there's all these things no one um, attributes to it. grief, but it's like, there's so many things that are grief that we don't think, uh, you know, grief. Karaokeing at two in the morning was a huge part of my grief. Nobody <laughs> talks about that. Well, spending money on you know electrolysis m- machines on <laughs> Amazon Prime at three a.m. That was grief. You know, nobody talks about that. Though. I mean, because you don't even and you don't even have
1: any like understanding of it at the time you're going through it. Correct. Uh, weight loss, like I, like I read that you lost like thirty pounds. I mm-hmm. definitely lost a good ten pounds, which you know when I was already like one. You're already small. I was at one eighteen. I was, and I didn't even think I was skinny. I was like, still like, mm-hmm. I was. Just, I mean, it, it is scary what your brain doesn't really realize.
3: That's correct, and you don't know when you're going. Why well, you're having all these behaviors that are maybe abnormal, not eating, eating too much, fucking everybody, not having sex. You don't realize at the time what's going on with you. You don't. It's only looking back, going, that was grief. That was me uh, loving hard. Yeah.
0: Wow, that was Michelle Miller. She's so open and honest and in touch with her feelings. Uh, And her books are incredible because of that. But I I think it's important to specify how her partner died, which is that he shot himself Mm. while on the phone with her. In the head. So she has really experienced some some shit in her life and uh, how how bold she is to uh, tackle this head on.
1: But the way she describes things afterwards is so true. I mean, things I didn't even think about. Like, it's not just having sex. It's spending a lot of money, eating or not eating. And at the end when she says, you don't realize that was me loving hard. Oh, poetic. What can I say? She's would... a
0: brilliant author.
1: And she's also... a speaker, I guess. Yeah, exactly.
0: So another awesome speaker we have on the show, uh, this one is called episode 158, The Man Who Deflowers Straight Men. Oh, God. We're going from one extreme to the other here. Actually, they're very similar in terms of their love of casual sex. So we have Matt on the show who... It uh, describes his sexual orientation as bisexual, and it, in,
1: a, in, a, in a long-term standing relationship with another man.
0: Right. So there's some openness there. And, openness. Very open. And um, don't tell
1: too much more. You're going to hear a great story.
0: Well, yeah, he's full of stories, and that's why we brought him on the show. Check this out. You said you hit a record recently. <laughs> this was last
5: year, and unfortunately, this year is not looking like I'm following suit. Um. Last year was my record for giving straight guys their first gay experience.
0: Wow. Wow. That could be a little niche for you.
5: Uh, you know what? There, there, there is a thrill to it. You and could
0: probably be hired to do this, actually. Yeah. Think about that.
5: Uh, I feel a little. Uh, okay. All right. A little prostitute. You know, I, 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 I just do it for love, you know, not for the money. I do it for the joy of the game. Or community service. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's not something I set out to do. And these situations all happened very casually and nearly accidentally. We were at. A wedding of my boyfriend's friends in um, California last year. And we, are, and we are at this wedding and I'm on the dance floor and randomly start talking to this girl. And we were talking, we'd actually gone to the same camp we discovered. Years apart, we'd never like known Like an each overnight
7: other. camp? An overnight mm-hmm. camp.
5: And I, so I told her, oh, that's where I had my first gay experience. The one I told you guys about in the shower. And she goes, oh my God, my husband's been wanting to have his first gay experience for such a long time. And he had gone He, like, signed up for an app and on Craigslist briefly, but he would always taken it down because he felt so uncomfortable about, like, the sketchiness of it, which I understand. Like, if you've never had that type of situation before, like, that's probably not inviting the best people in or (laughs) the ones that are really going to be... I wouldn't go to Craigslist. No. um, And so, like, I jokingly said to him, like, oh, well, you know, I'll do it. And she's like, oh, let me go talk to him. I'm like, oh, I was kidding. So, she brings him over to introduce me. Oh, my God. And she's like, you should... So, he had apparently always fantasized about sucking a guy's dick, (laughs) And she's like, but you know
4: how
1: healthy that is for a marriage to be able to articulate that to your partner. Blown away.
5: Like I, no pun intended, loved that couple so much. For you were
1: blown away, no pun intended. Well,
5: either. so long story short, she's like, she was the cheerleader. I was like, hey, I'm happy to be the,
1: the that the is dick one cool. That, you blow. That, that is a cool lady, and a
5: cool wife, right? We should all be so lucky. And so he was thinking about it. So I was looking for my boyfriend to you know, play by the rules of, hey, let me tell you about the situation and ask for permission. I can't find him. She runs up and she goes, hey. My husband's going to do it, but he's like wary. So like it should be right now before he loses his nerve. So I'm like, all right, ask for forgiveness. So I go up and we go to, we go to the bridal suite bathroom. I'm sorry, the bridal suite bathroom <laughs> closet. Where I'm assuming the wedding dress had been hanging earlier that day. Oh. He blew me to completion didn't want anything in uh, return. And really at this point in time, my boyfriend's downstairs on the dance floor looking for me. And the guy's wife dances up to him saying, isn't it so cool that oh my God. your boyfriend's giving my husband his first gay experience?
0: Oh my which, God. Yeah, so he
5: goes, I guess that's cool. I'm learning about it now. So he, Oh my God. The four of us all ended up dancing together all night. We had a great time. Oh my
1: god. It's like getting uh, a back massage or something. It's just it's hilarious that yeah. you can t- be so casual he, about this.
5: He was surprisingly good, I have to say. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm like is this your thing where like you tell guys it's your fr- if so like yeah, they Yeah, really. Re- that's a bunch of bullshit. It was like bullshit. a conspiracy plot though because there was yeah. so much build up to that like there was no guarantee we were going to get to that point. I love Matt's stories.
0: He's hysterical. Not to mention, did he offer to deflower you? He did on the way out. He definitely said if I wanted my first gay experience, he would provide it for me, which (laughs) is a very generous
1: offer. So now you got a couple offers on the table and listeners call in if whether or not you should think Cam should accept the offer from (laughs) Matt to have his first bisexual experience. Uh, That would be interesting. Is it a bisexual experience or just sexual experience with a guy? I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's hilarious, and that is such a good episode that we don't want you to miss it, so check that episode out.
0: We also bring bring his parents on at the end of that episode oh. and, and get their perspective on him coming out as bisexual. The next episode is called episode 147, Quaaludes and Coming with Kate Quigley, Hashtag oh. Date Fails. This is another stand-up comic uh, that, we, that has an awesome podcast called Hashtag Date Fails, she is hysterical. I think another, another one that you fucking fall in love with.
1: I do. I I had a little girl crush on her. She's great.
0: She's just, she's like totally down to earth. You know, willing to talk about anything. she
1: had a really really uh, we, funny Instagram uh, Instagram story right now about how much she can't stand raccoons. She's hilarious.
0: Yeah. So enjoy this.
1: I was naive enough to think it would just be kissing for many many times. You would think not like I would get the hint after like two or three times it's going to turn into more than That's kissing. hilarious. But I was like, oh, well, we'll just, so then what exactly is sex? Is sex kissing? Is sex no. more? Is sex blowjobs? You know.
2: I can just kiss and stop it at that, but I'm really bad at anything between kissing and sex. Like, for instance, like once a guy, I, I'll tell a guy, I'll be like, all I can do is kiss you until we're ready to fuck. Because <laughs> if you touch me anywhere else, we're, I know myself. I just know myself. I'm very sexual. Once I get a little turned on, I have a so, like, super addictive personality. I think that's why I've had any level of success in this business. It has nothing to do with talent. It has a, to do with the fact that I am such an addictive type personality that I get addicted to everything, whether it's comedy, work, the gym, Fucking so. Once you touch me, if it feels right, I'm gonna be hooked on that. I'm not gonna want. I can't say no. I can't say no. I'm just a girl who can't say no. That's the truth, man. So but
0: that yeah. that drama thing when you guys were like, "Oh, that drama is a big turn on to me," uh, yeah. I felt uh, very the opposite. <laughs> that that could not be further from the truth for me. If I know that there's gonna be any drama at all. I Ooh, will run for, for the, the hills. hills.
2: Yeah, I hate drama too.
0: Oh, so I thought
1: well, No, uh,
2: you were. I'm not turned on by drama. I'm not talking about like, oh God, it's, it's so hard to
1: say about drama. I mean, it's just some heat s- fire. There's got to be like a spark there, like a like a little bad boy type of feeling. Like I can't do like just a, a little danger. That, yeah. A little risk. Like a, guy that, like a guy that will like, this is my husband did the first time I met him. There was someone peeing in an alley and I walked in. I'm like, <laughs> can you go help me? Because I walked to my car. Because someone's peeing, and without a doubt, he just ran out there and like helped me. And I mean, I, I thought p- you
2: were going to say that your husband was the guy that was peeing <laughs> was in the alley. And this no, is going mean, to be later the best. On, story. We ended up getting
1: married. I got into the peeing thing. No, um, <laughs> you know, it's just I like the fact that he just didn't even flinch. Just went right out there where most people would be like, uh, before I go out and defend you, I'm going to go get like a you know a bodyguard or a gun or something
2: oh so, so
1: you need to, to me i need someone who is like street smart and is like not scared to do stuff like that that's what i mean
2: yeah well you know what i think it is for me is that you know darkness is attracted to light and light is attracted to dark i'm very light i'm light too yeah so yeah. i'm attracted to dark but i'm getting better and like because i need the light no i'm just i found that i'm very attracted to dark souls like dark Damaged. I think it makes me feel more healthy somehow.
0: I love that your definition of a bad boy is someone who's going to save you from a peeing person in the alley.
2: It is. It's true.
1: And That's her, it, what turns you on. Yeah, but she likes these dark, damaged souls. I was starting to think, oh, maybe we'd be a good match. You and I thought so at the time. It, you're a dark, damaged soul. Thank you. No, you're not. I do have a darkness and a, a heaviness. You're not. You're. You're all. Yeah. What Fluff. is Fluff. Fluff. Fluffy are not dark.
0: All right. You you want to hear you got some, some... You got some anxiety. Yeah. You want to hear some darkness. This next episode is... Um, this is probably uh, my most vulnerable. In fact, we recorded it in January 2018. This is the last clip, by the way. And we didn't feel... Co- I didn't feel comfortable releasing it until September 2018. Mainly because it ex- it exposes my most neurotic insane self
1: if you think you heard uh, some anxiety earlier about his penis size or if you remember some other episodes of his fear of bed bugs etc you're going to absolutely
0: love this 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 takes it to a new level this is episode 156 cam's pregnancy scare we saved the best for last and she said like, what do you want to talk about and i said well you know we never really talked beforehand about any of the logistics. Logistics. About this. It, yes, the logistics. What do I mean? What
1: you mean? You know it? the
0: logistics. I don't know what logistics. The mean. logistics are: Are do you have STDs? Are, are you on birth control? Are, 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 in a case of in case of pregnancy, are you going to abort the fetus? You, you're, These
1: you're, you're, are
0: the logistics you need to discuss. What?
1: Yes. Okay, I understand the idea of communicating, but you post logistic communicate i
0: know because i didn't pre logistics communicate it was too late. so i had to do the post logistics no it wasn't well, oh well, was she's gonna say to you oh uh i just now, well, she that, now that she that you was clean, brought it up she said she was clean uh
1: what if she said to you uh i'm clean except for the fact that i have gonorrhea i mean that would have
0: been a logistic that we would have had to take care of but wouldn't she
1: have said that to you like like say she found out she had gonorrhea she didn't have thing? gonorrhea Okay, say she found out she had her- herpes. Yes. Wouldn't she have said to you, oh, by the way, uh, I did have herpes, but she wouldn't need you to bump into her at a party to have that come out.
0: Okay, so we, we, we got it out of the way. I was mainly concerned about the pregnancy. Okay,
1: so you just added the logistics in there for
0: effect. I was less concerned about the, the, the sexually transmitted diseases. And I was what? more concerned about the child. You're less I,
1: concerned about
0: AIDS than you are about pregnancy. She would have told me she had AIDS. Why would she tell you that and not a pregnancy? You don't think she would tell me ahead of time, hey, I have AIDS before having sex with me? I don't understand
1: why you think that she would hide a pregnancy from you. Maybe I should be worried about the AIDS now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just like, why would she not be upfront with all these different issues with you if she had any of them?
0: Well, so I asked her, are, are you on birth control? She said no. but she's, And then she said, but aren't you, didn't you use a condom? And I said, yes, but 98% effective, right? And then she said, "Yeah, I wouldn't know if I'm pregnant at this point."
1: Right? She wouldn't know if she was pregnant. And she would have told you. That she said she would have said, "Yes, I think I'm pregnant." Because I know, but then I've taken a pregnancy test, and it come it came back positive. But my or, anxious, neurotic
0: mind to gives me ten million reasons why she wouldn't have told me the truth, or she didn't know, and she was ignorant at the time, or maybe it was it w- not enough time had elapsed for her to really find out if she had missed a period, in which case she would be pregnant.
1: Okay, let, let's let just like dissect that for a second. It is now seven months later. She still hasn't found out if she was pregnant?
0: Well, she doesn't, what if, What if? first of all, she could have found out she was pregnant and then she could have said, you know what? I want to have this child. I don't want him to put a k-bosh on the situation. So I'm going to have the child and then he's going to have to deal with it afterwards. And if he doesn't want to raise it, that's fine. He's just going to have to pay me child support. <laughs> which is a nightmare because I can barely support myself which is, I think where this whole all this anxiety is rooted in Yeah, I think because right. I can't support I, I, I'm very concerned about not being able to support myself in the near future hence and Patreon. so I start thinking hint, hint. I start thinking what could be what could be worse than not being able to support myself and then and then I think having to rely on my mother would be worse that really? Would be, yeah, that would be a horrible thing. I would feel Temporarily very... Temporarily
1: to rely on me? No, and then, I would not be able to handle and this. And then later on, you could pay me back in with interest. I
0: would not handle this. Then I think, what could be worse than that? What if I have a child depending on me, <laughs> depending on my mother? <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, that's the inside of my brain <laughs> coming out. That is, and now those logistics are discussed um, before having sex. So you can imagine the foreplay in that situation.
1: I, did, I think it's such a, must be a huge, huge turn on for everyone that's having sex oh, with yeah you. It's
0: a big turn on for me for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. It was. If, this is a fucking saga.
1: If you if you ever were wondering about the dynamics between the two of us, I guess that episode epitomizes it.
0: Yeah. I want to thank everyone who participated in all these episodes? I yeah, mean, we have we looking back, we've had so many fun discussions this year. Yes,
1: and it, it really, like I said before, it was very therapeutic for me to go back and listen, and enjoy, and get it. You know, just like hear hear from so many different perspectives about sex and dating and relationships and everything.
0: Yeah, if any of our listeners think that uh, there are episodes that we skipped that you really loved. Let us know by texting us or leaving us a voicemail at yes, text mom. Just give us the name and why you loved it so much. And we'll play it in our Monday morning after show. Also, another big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon for allowing this to take place and also allowing me to eat eat and to not uh, have other pregnancy scares for fear that I will be going broke and having to support a child off of my mother's dime. (laughs) So, thank you guys so much for listening, for helping us out.
1: We love you so much. We
0: had an incredible 2018 and we hope you guys enjoyed the ride with us.
1: And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the awesome guestesties wait that's how
0: you're going to end that's our 2018 wrap up you're going to end with guestesties and
1: our awesome listeners too and how much I love you
5: (laughs) bye bye